on this episode of Quantum Week, December 13th through 19th, 1987. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year, and we talk about the movies and music and headlines and our stories of that time, and we are in uh, mid-December 1987. We're talking Leonard Part 6 and uh, Faith by George Michael, and uh, this is the fan-voted movie that we are doing. Yes, yeah, so Warthog nominated this uh, movie, and a big thank you to him as we cover yet again one of the most, uh, one of the historically uh, worst movies uh, ever made. Yeah. Um, so uh, last year's Battlefield Earth, this year's Solid <laughs> Part 6. So a big thank you to Warthog for nominating uh, to one of the absolute worst films uh, anyone thought we were going to move to the middle with the voting. That's kind of what it looked like, and we'd hit some sort of water boy or something, but that did not end up happening nope. in the final vote. No, it ended up being Leonard Part 6. So here we are. Uh, the number one movie that week actually was a bizarre one. It was Eddie Murphy Raw, right. which is his stand-up special. So we're going to cover that for the Patreon show. Uh, you hear that tomorrow. Um, and um, oh, and then next week we are off. Uh, if you're a patron, you might get a show, a uh, special, special show, but we are off for uh, Christmas week. And then we'll be back in two weeks with the, uh, with the, I don't know if I want to announce it now. I might wait. Do I know what it is? No. All right. It's up to you. Yeah. Uh, because when are you going to announce it? If this is the last show before we have... Can we announce uh, it now? Yeah, might as well if you want. Uh, the Patreon show will be a San Andreas. Okay. And the uh, the movie will be Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, look at that. About that. You have seen it. 2015, I have seen it. Have I have seen not it. seen San Andreas, but I have seen Mad Max. I have Max. not seen San Andreas. Is that The Rock? Yes, I okay. believe so. Well, good. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, Mad Max Fury Road, uh, it's a movie a lot of people are passionate about. So uh, we'll be back in two weeks with that one. Okay, that sounds good. Anything else before we get into Leonard Part 6? Let's get into it. Boots to asses. Uh, directed by Paul Weiland. Uh, it was his directorial debut, and he made a fucking stinker. This is the second worst movie we've covered. It's not as bad as Battlefield Earth, although I have a sneaking suspicion you're going to tuck it under there. But not to me. This is a piece of shit movie. It's absolute trash, and it was really tough to watch knowing what we know about uh, Cosby. Yeah, this movie's trash. This movie's sewage. Uh, this movie's everything. This movie is a... Uh like a stained toilet bowl, like smears, you know how like they never quite get that stain off and maybe it gets a little crusty. It's like that. And, and you, you know, you scrape the crust off the bowl and there's that little stench. Well, like one of those ice scrapers. You need car. a real, like a, yeah, like a spackle, right? Yeah, you just really it. get that, uh, that shit off that porcelain. And even then there's that smell, that, 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 that never musky smell yeah. of, of ass. And this movie somehow is even worse than that smell. Uh, but this movie is not worse about it. This is, this is, I agree, Matt, this is the second worst movie we've covered. Um, a, I, uh, Paul Weiland, you mentioned his name. I, I, he's not even to blame. Oh, he is to blame. Yeah. I mean, but he's not to blame primarily. It falls on Mr. Bill Cosby. Uh, you know, he, this was his idea. Yep. Uh, he produced this. Um, he was, you know, at this point in his career, incredibly, he was the most famous biggest star on TV. He had, uh, at this point, the number one show in America, thir- three years running. And he would have it, uh, even for two more years after this, the, uh, uh, this movie, uh, his show is number one for five years in a row, which is absolutely incredible and hard yeah, to even wrap your head sure. around. I mean, you can have you can have a hit show for a number of years, like a Seinfeld, but no one is number one five years in a row. That Ebert, is incredible. And Ebert said that he was the mo- the highest paid entertainer too of uh, this prior year, not only for this year but the year before as well. Yeah, because he had ownership in the Cosby Show. Oh right. Um, so he was making money uh, like you couldn't believe, and um, 
And he, uh, this is a, a movie idea he had watching Rambo. He's like, oh, I can, uh, oh. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I want to see a movie where uh, the bad guys have a bigger gun than the good guys. How they deal with that, um, which isn't that creative an idea, but fine. So he makes this weird like mishmash of like Batman and, and James Bond, and which is funny because like he starred in a show called I Spy. That's right with Robert Culp. He had won I think three Emmys in a row for Best Actor for that show. Uh, and it was an interesting show. I, I've seen it before. It's okay. Have you ever seen it? I suppose? I have way better. Nick at night. Yeah, exactly. Time. That's yeah, where I saw it. Um, it's okay, but it's like more, it's very, it was really, it was pretty grounded. Um, and the idea that he, he came from that and made this is bizarre. This I mean, is, what was this supposed to be serious or spoofy? A spoofy. It was supposed to be spoofy. It's, it's a comedy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, he even said on set, he told Paul, Allen, he's like, listen, I, you know, let me worry about the comedy. You worry, worry about construction. Oh, like, <laughs> Cause, cause even Wyland, like these, this isn't working. Like there's mistakes here. Like this isn't, this doesn't feel right. And Cosby like, no, no, this is, this is. I, I got this kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, every element of this movie is, is pretty terrible. The, uh, the special effects are oh. amazingly horrible like, for a movie that costs as much. Yeah. But something like 24 million or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so there's the, remember they do the little montage in the beginning that shows him. Right. They like give the, us three clips, three clips of basically, him. but they're basically boiling their load. They are. It's like the three best, whatever, three quote unquote best action sequences that are going to happen later in the film. Right. But they show it to you right in the beginning. And it's him on an ostrich, him in a car and him doing ballet. Yes. The him on an ostrich is some of the worst special effects Awful. I've ever seen. It's like his body. It's weird. It was like a cutout. And then his yeah. body was way too big and his legs were way too short. Like his head was too big. It's a very strange shot. Fucking Horrible. Awful. Uh, and uh, absolutely terrible. Um, but why Why would... I've never seen a movie show you basically what they consider to be their three best sequences off right the off top. the bat. Why? And it was know. totally unnecessary. Well, you didn't need it at all. No. Like to get you excited to on this journey? Yes, I guess. Cosby, like malformed Cosby on an ostrich is not going to get me excited to watch this movie. But, but it was done with such little context that you didn't even know why... It was good. Like, no. The clips were so short. Um, so they were like long enough to be revealing. It's like, all right, well, I, I kind of, I lose the allure, the wow factor, but they're not long enough to know what's going on. Exactly. So it's almost like you're in a fever dream. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Right. Uh, and and then it goes into, uh, I, this movie is just, just absolutely atrocious. It's just, it's I terrible. mean, I don't even know where to, where to begin with how bad it is. Um, the character arcs that some of these characters take is bizarre at best. It seemed like at least with one of them, he's trying to justify some things. Like with, right, his, with daughter his daughter. Arc, which is fucked up. That, yeah. that arc is fucked up. So he has a 20 year old daughter that ends up going into show business and then ends up um, sleeping with her 65 year old director. Right. And Cosby is uh, the father. So he's not very happy about this. No. But knowing what we know now, we understand that it's, it's almost like, I don't know if he's apologizing if, for this. Apologizing or? or having guilt for raping young women. Um, it's under it's, the guise of like a power position in show business. Exactly. Um, he also, there's the end of the, we don't actually see it, but the daughter puts on a play and he goes to see it and she undresses herself in front of him. Like right. he wrote this. Yeah. He wrote his daughter undressing himself in front of him. Yeah. Like that's fucked up when you think about, right. The power position and her dating an, an older guy, much older guy and all that stuff. Um, it, it, that, 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 was, that was so painful to watch, knowing what we know about Cosby. What a fucking asshole. But even the character's bizarre. Leonard, uh, no, of course, the uh, 
the eponym was it the eponymous 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 yeah. eponymous how about that huh uh, leonard <laughs> how about that? uh he he apparently had broken up with his wife because he had I guess he hadn't slept with, but got naked with a 19-year-old girl. And were whipping each other with a sapling. Is that what they said? Something like that. Or with a birch. Some, something like that. Fucked up. Really I never touched weird. her. Like, what? But like, but now, of course, we know that he, of course, cheated on his wife a number of times, and the wife didn't really seem to care. And at the end of this movie, it is all, they're all laughing and kissing. So it almost feels like it's a justification for cheating. Exactly. Um, yeah, and cheating with a lot younger women. Yeah, this movie's definitely. I'm bad if there is. Actually, sorry. The other thing, I wonder if he had. Did he? Did he ever? Like, I wonder if he had eyes for the kids on the Cosby Show. Uh, I don't think none of them ever said could, that. I, know, but, I mean, uh, him and Lisa Bonet famously got in some pretty good, good fights, but she was in Playboy, right? Is yeah, and she could kind of give as good as she got too. She 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 wasn't gonna just. But I wonder if he was having feelings for. Yeah, her. we don't know that. Yeah. I don't want. He's had enough bad things. We don't need to make stuff up on him. Mm. You know, I mean, like we 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 have enough enough proof that he's a pretty terrible. I think he also was smart enough not to shit where he ate, and uh, you know, he wasn't going to fuck. But he's someone. writing about a daughter figure that he's seeing naked. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he had his own daughters too, though, in real life. Yeah. I mean, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, oh, where's I going with uh, Cosby? And I don't know. What else is terrible about this movie? I mean, it's, well. Oh, Battlefield Earth. That's what yes, I want to say. So Battlefield Earth is a worse movie than this. But this movie is significantly more evil um, with some of the things they're trying to manipulate us with, with, uh, you know, Bill being this, you know, every man, of course, you know, we were manipulated for years. If you watch the Cosby show, um, and we were manipulated here. He's obviously, once again, the good guy, um, which is fine. I mean, you don't want to probably be a good guy, but, but it is, but the way he's justifying, like I said, cheating on your wife or, you know, a young woman with an older guy and, and maybe Bill's like, well, I'm not 65 in my 40s. So it's okay. Like you can feel that kind of weird. Exactly. Justification. Um, where Battle of the Earth is just like a terrible movie. I don't feel as manipulated. Well, in watching that, it wasn't like we're watching Jeffrey fucking Dahmer. You know yeah. what I mean? I know Dahmer fucking eight people, but it's kind of the same thing. A, a psychopath. We're watching a psychopath kind of justify some shit. Whereas... Yeah, um, you know, Battlefield Earth, what's his face, has some demons, but like Travolta, Travolta has some demons, yeah, but it's not like this. That movie was just dumb. It was just dumb. I mean, this movie also is dumb, but this movie is sneakier about it. Um, so uh, one of the most bizarre sequences, which I'm still trying to kind of understand, uh, maybe I never will, um, is so he's in the boardroom near the end of the movie in the third act with Joe Don Baker yep. and the other people that are on the boardroom. And... He is, he, I think he's looking for the sphere. He says he's going to go give back the spear or something. I don't know. I forget what the sphere is at this point. But he eventually has the bunnies attack everyone in the boardroom. He does. For no apparent reason. And these bunnies, uh, up until this point, had only murdered people. Right. So he basically kills eight people in cold blood for no reason. That was my note. It's like, oh, he just killed everybody in the boardroom. Now, I think they realized their mistake. Well... <laughs> of sorts because they do have them randomly show up at the end of the movie exactly we see with them some again cuts and scrapes and i'm like what the fuck but not dead but then he ends up uh having all that ooze spill over them which once again could potentially kill them yes but we don't like yes there it is annoying that they keep trying to get him to come back into the business and they do try to send a hitman to go and like manipulate him back but that, and that was the other thing i didn't understand either you want to go bring him back but you send a hitman after him well i guess the theory is like he'll, he'll bring the hitman back here but there's got to be an easier way to 
get their message across. Just, like go talk to him or something. And also that, like what if the hitman had succeeded? Now you lost your number one. It didn't really make any sense there and, either. And bring him back. But he was shooting at him. It wasn't bringing him back. He was actually shooting live rounds at him, trying to kill him. So then is it an us for a him versus him scenario? Like he wasn't going to bring him back. So yeah, I guess, I guess then the sniper or the, the, uh, the assassin's going to his own doom. Because Leonard did bring him back. He killed right. him and did bring him back. So I guess. But the assassin is probably like, all right, I'm paid to do a hit. I'll do a hit. I guess. But, like, but if you send an assassin, like what if what if he, the, uh, Bill Cosby's character had been out of business for seven years? What if he succeeded in shooting him? Right. He's a restaurateur now. So so then then you lose your number one guy. I guess so. It's a bad move. It's very strange. But, like, but the idea of like killing eight people in cold blood and walking out like nothing happened. Yeah, it's fine. And then just go pour very, soup on your spouse and it's over. Very weird. It's very weird. I didn't get it either because the whole way that that shot too. So you see like silhouette of, yes. the, of the rabbit. So the rabbits we don't are like act- attacking their throats. Absolutely attacking. Your only expectation is these motherfuckers are dead. And we had seen early in the film animals killing other people. That's so right. Like, our only expectation is dead. Exactly. The basically the beginning of the movie. Yes. It's trout cam, yeah. which actually through the sewer system is okay. It wasn't terrible. That was okay. But as soon as. But then you realize, like, okay, from the San Francisco Bay, there's a tunnel that's going into this guy's oh, swimming that. fucking my, pool. My bigger, my bigger issue is, like, the woman's reaction. She's like, so, like, everyone in this movie is, like, a step behind. She's yes. like, oh, it's funny. He's like, well, no, like, anyone who has any sort of rational mind would know things are really fucked up and should react appropriately. Yeah, so you see a guy get pulled under and then a bunch of splashes, but you don't see any blood there. So well, there's no point in this movie. I think they were trying to keep that PG rating. I guess so. But because of that, it ends up really not having any real muscle no. in, in the film. Uh Okay, so Bill Cosby makes this just ridiculous, stupid movie. We could talk about how stupid it is all, all day. Uh, um, biggest issue here is, so what kind of movie should he make? So he later on would make Ghost Dad, which is also bad, but not as bad as this. But like, what should he do? Why should he do a movie at all, though? He's on the top sitcom in the fucking country. Um, Because everyone makes a movie, because I think you... I also don't want to get too static. I think I everyone kind of makes a movie. I mean, people are offering you money to make it. If someone offers you a chance to make a movie, I mean, okay. very people But he produced no. it though. So he right. did, you know, so he What's put his mean? money in there too, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and he had control over it and everything. But, right. he, but the, the studio also gave him control. The studio's like, yeah. well, listen, you know, it was more the studio's money than his, believe me. Yeah. And the studio tried a number of times to, to get this knocked out. Uh, the, the head of the, uh, was it Columbia? Um, mm. Where I tried to get this um, taken off. There was a rumor that Bill Cosby was willing to buy this movie out. Once again, that rumor that we always say is kind of a lie came out. This is one instance where I almost kind of believe it. You think so? Because the movie cost $25 million to make. Cosby's making 60 to $70 million a year. He's the one guy that actually could afford to get this. Basically, Jerry Lewis did the same thing with the movie. Um, he made about the Holocaust in 1970. Yeah. I think it was a, the day that laughter died, I think it's called. Um, and... Um, he plays like a mime in the Holocaust. I guess it's hard. No one's ever seen it. And he, he brought it out. And Cosby had enough money where he actually could have, and it wouldn't have like, wouldn't have really been much of a dent for him. Um, but he didn't do it, but he could have, he could have. And I know the studio at one point wanted to, to not do this. I wonder why they were so, so they just banked on him as a star. Like, did they, they must have seen that. I mean, in fairness to them though, imagine this movie never existed. And yeah. He's on the number one show for three years in a row. And he's Bill Cosby. He had done, he was in a Neil Simon movie called yeah. California Sweet. Um, he'd done some movies. He'd right. been a nice spy. He'd been a great stand-up. Like, he has a career. He has he a does. track record. Like, you can understand why a movie would give him the keys to the castle. Like, that's not crazy. That makes sense. 
But then what happened? So they saw the final cut of it and they're like, Jesus Christ, this is. Oh, I think even before that, they realized this is a real fucking problem. I mean, it doesn't take much. I mean, maybe the director went to the studio too and was like, I don't think you didn't even, I think you see two degrees and you know, things are really fucking bad. You see the script and you know, things are really bad. Things are really bad. This is a really bad movie. It doesn't take a, uh, a good critic to figure that one out. And he was embarrassed about it, by it too. I know that he, uh, he got the Razzies, brought the Razzies to Letterman when he was, uh, next well, that dump. whole thing was kind of fucked up. So as I think it was uh, to Carson actually. So he goes, oh, the, he goes in the late mm-hmm. show with John Rivers and, uh, Carson meanwhile had blacklisted, uh, Rivers and beyond right. the tonight show and Fox paid for the, uh, awards to be like gold plated and like <laughs> had them all nice. Then he brings those same awards and makes like kind of the same kind of jokes on the tonight show. But, Fox was the one that paid for those trophies. Oh. Like, it's kind of, he's like, oh, I swept the award shows. Like, well, yeah, you made that joke a week early on a show that maybe, mm. people maybe didn't watch, but they paid for that. I don't know. It was kind of scummy. Um, they also used a ton of product placement in this as well. Um, oh, yeah. Coke all over the place. Uh, dishwashing fluid, Safeway. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, because they, well, Columbia owned Coke, I believe, at the time. Um, but why? Because to subsidize some of the, the cost hit this of the movie was going to take. Um, that must have been another reason why they, he eventually let it go. It's because he had all these advertising dollars too. I but also think there's a reason why this hasn't been canceled yet, potentially. Um, because Coke and I mean, it's Safeway? a commercial and it's like, eh, I mean, look, it's probably, well, and everybody hates it too. It's not like anybody is like, oh, this is a great movie. Yeah. And then he has commercials and this is my part, but I'm surprised that some of these movies haven't quite vanished. Like we were able to stream this relatively easily. Very easy. And I'm kind of surprised. Like it's, probably harder to watch the Cosby show than it is to watch this, which mm. is somewhat surprising. Um, I don't think anything should be canceled. Don't get me wrong. So I'm, I'm glad this exists. This is an interesting point. This is an interesting movie to see. I'd recommend, I'm not recommending this movie, obviously. About <laughs> as big a thumbs down as you can give it. But I do recommend actually people, if you're interested in film and kind of want to watch a complete train wreck, check this out. It is, it's like Battlefield Earth. It almost is so bad. You almost have to witness it and watch it. At least some of the characters in Battlefield Earth are kind of having a good time here and there. Whereas Cosby looks complete, like does not want to be there. No. Bored, like not happy, not charismatic at all. Cosby at his worst. Yeah, this is Grumpy Bill, well, which is which we saw later on on CBS in the show Cosby, um, which he was Madeline Kahn and Priscilla Rashad. Oh, that's yeah. about four or five years. Uh, and that show didn't really work. It, it, it got okay ratings for a while, but you could figure out what a big star Bill Cosby was. It should have done much better. Um, but he was Grumpy Cosby, and, and it was kind of, he's playing a cranky old man, and... Um, that's not a great bill. I mean, we see now in real life with him being, you know, he feels he's unjustly accused of, uh, oh, and we know Matt and I both agree. He's absolutely a rapist. No absolutely. question about it. You know, 80 something women have, it's just right. Is that, is, it since, was 60 before 2014. And then, uh, the Burris thing happened and then a bunch more people came forward. It's probably hundred. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's gotta be how many women haven't come, you know, come forward. Right. So, I mean, you're right. You gotta pick it's hundreds, you right. know, but you know, so he's all, uh, walking this, you know, trying to be this victim while being angry at the world. And that's not a great bill. No, it's not. Um, no, he is trying. He still tries to portray himself as a, as a victim. That's right. Yeah. 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 And he'll do that until he dies. He'll, he'll, he'll never apologize. He'll never, um, he'll never, you know, even admit anything he's done wrong. He's so fat in this movie too. He looks so bad as a fucking superhero all tucked into the shit. And then the I dance scene where they get part this, of the joke, they get the slim guy, but it's not, but he's not making fun of himself. More than that, though, that's the only time as you see him and he looks fat. And then you do the dance scene and it's obviously a skinny guy. Maybe that's yes. on purpose. No, I, I don't know. If it is, it's a miss. I don't know. Oh, that looks so bad. I mean, so Put bad. a pillow on that right. motherfucker or something. But yeah. no, I can't. Maybe he's trying to be spoofy about it, but I don't know. I don't, maybe he, he's not 
Yeah, he doesn't seem to be making fun of himself for most of the movie. No, you know, the thing with Bill Cosby is uh, Bill Cosby doesn't make fun of himself a lot. So, like, think Even about on the Cosby show, he doesn't take. Uh... I don't think he did, really. Mm. Like, Bill Cosby, he's still a, uh, a doctor. He's married to a, a beautiful true. lawyer. They have great kids. And dilemmas come up. At the end of the day, like, Bill always wins. Yeah, like, I guess. You know, like, he's got a great life. And, and most, a lot of the stuff that happens has to deal more with the kids kind of fucking up. Like, that's true. Like, you know, Bill would every once in a while would get his comeuppance, but not very often. It wasn't like all in the family or anything like that. Yeah. Like, Bill Cosby was typically the, the winner. I mean, the hero. and I spy, he was uh, usually the winner there too. I, but like, go back to the kind of the movies you should do or, or should you do a more grounded movie? But like, I can't imagine like Bill, Con- like movie comedies aren't very grounded, right? They're usually like sure. larger. Like even think of like the movies that like that come out the last 20 years, like super bad. I mean, that's not really grounded. Like, no, it's, yes, it takes place in like a, a reality and it's not like supernatural stuff happening, but like, that's a pretty wild comedy. It is. Um, Observe and Report is one of my favorites. That's really wild. I'm trying to think like popular ones. Anchorman. Anchorman has real characters. That's a wild. That's, that's, a, that's not a real world. Nothing there is grounded. Yeah, no. Like, I don't think like Ghostbusters has ghosts in it. Like, once again, not grounded. Yeah. Um. So like the greatest comedies aren't really grounded. Like Groundhog Day itself is a ridiculous premise that's right? right that makes sense great premise but it's it's still ridiculous so but like a tv show you can't have it be 40 year old version or um or like observing report or even ghostbusters because like the concept itself would just become boring and trite You'd be like all right i've seen this they but they bust ghosts i get it like yeah. you can only deal with so many wisecracks but uh domestic sitcoms work better because oh i'll go back into the house we know different hijinks come up, but the, the stakes are very low and sure. it's much more meaningful cheers they never leave the bar like you know, think about our favorite sitcoms. It's it's much smaller. It is for budget reasons, but also just because it's like that's what you want to see twenty two times a year. You don't want to see someone bust ghost twenty two times a year. So I don't know if Bill Cosby would ever work in movies. Like he is specifically a television actor. Yeah, I don't know if he could do drama or something, but uh, he certainly. Well, we saw him in a drama for the show. We saw him do Jack. That's right. Or in at least a dramatic role. Yeah. And he was fine, but like. Anyone could have played that role. It yeah. could have been, you know, could have been Sir Richard Attenborough. It could have been uh, Ben Kingsley. It could have been, you know, it could have been Malcolm Jamal Warner to some extent. I know he was supposed to be an older guy, but you know what I mean? It could have been anybody. I mean, we didn't need Bill Cosby there. No, we didn't. So it was just hubris on his part. Just, I want to be in a film. Oh, Free Me for Leonard? Yeah. Well, once again, I don't know. I, I, if anyone gives anyone, the, if, you know, if Columbia Studio gave anybody the keys to make your own movie, I think everyone would take it. I could see that. And, you know, think about other stars at the time. You know, let's go back. You know, you had Tom Selleck, right? And he's in Three Men and a Baby, Magnum P.I. Quickly uh, Down Under. Yes, yeah, sure. Mr. Baseball. <laughs> right. uh, you have Ted Danson um, from Cheers. And, and he's in Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. Um, I think that came out right around the same time. I mean, certainly at that point, you're kind of, you're mashing yourself up with some of these guys and you go through the list. I mean, like, you know, some stars don't, I mean, Seinfeld waited until Seinfeld was over and even then only did a cartoon B movie, you know? Um, so, uh, it's not true all the time, but like, you know, Michael J. Fox, he sees that Michael J. Fox is on NBC, just like he is. Michael J. Fox is in back to the future. He's in, uh, you know, big, uh, up to that point, he'd been in some big hit movies, a secret of my success. That's right. Yep. Um, so he's like, Oh, I, teen wolf. I want some of that. You know, y- you kind of match yourself up with, with who you're working with. And Columbia said, I'll give you, I said the keys of the castle. He's like, well, I'm funny here. I think that's where the hubris comes in. He's like, yeah, he's like well, I'm funny I'm fun- here. I can be I can funny anywhere. A, I can write a funny script. How much writing did he do on the Cosby show? Do um, you know? I don't know. 
I don't know. That'd be interesting to know. Cause maybe he was, cause he, this script is like a, a novice movie script. This isn't like a, you hear yourself. Okay. You're all right. Yeah. That, um, this is that, like, it doesn't work. The script is, is so fucked up. It's a terrible script. Um, it is. It's almost, yeah. I mean, like I said, things don't make sense or just the structure of things. And, um, the characters don't make sense. Nobody makes sense. No. Uh, the wife doesn't see him for seven years and all of a sudden is like, oh, come over for dinner tomorrow. What? And doesn't see him, but like they, so. And I don't understand the, that scene too. Oh, so she, he comes in and she's, she just starts pouring food on him. Well, but there's no I think she's there. basically saying like, oh, I'm mad at you. Like I'm going to get revenge. I guess, but like. But like, okay. So he hasn't seen his wife in seven years. Right. They have a 20 year old daughter. Yes. So they didn't go to the high school graduation. They didn't go to her junior. Like there's so many times when you would have, even if you hated the person, you would have had to. I'm totally sure, seen them. I'm sure we have a lot of divorced parents hearing this show. I'm like, oh man, I do have to see my ex. Yeah. It is frustrating. They're like, a, they live 150 feet away from each other too. I know. And that's the thing is like, they'll set up that joke. Because it goes a long, arduous drive over. It's like, oh, that's funny. Cause he's right there. But then again, but if you, if you just step out of the joke for a second, you're like, well, if that's true. He goes to get his mail. Like they're gonna run they're into, gonna each run into each other. They're gonna see each other in, in traffic. Like that's they're gonna go to the store. They're together. neighbors. Like right. they would obviously see each other. So like that's yes. that's yes, you got that one quick giggle of that joke, but you have but you're basically saying you're basically calling your audience idiots. Yeah, you're saying you I'm it's gonna make this stupid. joke right at the expense of everything else on this movie. Um so I you, mean the I, I I don't even know where else you want to go with this. Um it's a terrible, awful movie. Um yeah, there's, it's bad. I mean, it's worse than Alvin Chipmunks. It's worse than City of Angels, um, which it's even, it manages, I think to out, it does manage to outcreepy City of Angels because we just know what Cosby's situation is. Right, so maybe if we saw it in 87. Oh, oh well, I, I saw it. I didn't, I didn't feel it. I wouldn't have thought, I just thought it was a bad movie. Yeah, like, a bad it movie. wouldn't be, like, necessarily creepy, but knowing what we know now, um, it's, and it, like Matt said, it's, it's almost, it is impossible to watch Bill Cosby and not think of all that other stuff, yeah. all the sexual like assaults. constantly, like it's yeah. constantly. Oh, this guy's a rapist. Oh, here I'm, I'm watching Dahmer. I'm watching a fucking racist, a fucking psych, a psychopath. Great. Yeah, that's it, what that, it never it, goes away. It almost it makes it. It's not a worse movie than Battlefield Earth, but it's probably less enjoyable. I mean, Battlefield mm-hmm. Earth is neither one of them are enjoyable, but you know what I mean. It's a hard. It's probably a harder watch because you're the whole time. It's like I fucking hate this movie it's and shorter, I hate this though. motherfucker. It is. It's yeah. a short, it's 83 it's minutes or something? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's still arduous to get through it. It was rough. Um, you, you just, I mean, you, you kind of understand it. Like, you wonder, like, why? Why would anyone do this? Uh, why would someone who's been in the show business as long as Bill Cosby do this? And you're like, all right, well, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense if you're a comedian, like, sitcom star to be, like, an action, in an action comedy. Like, all right, I can kind of, on paper, I can kind of understand the bones of why someone would choose to do this. Well, you, there's a I spy. Who, who what did uh, what did this this happens? What was it? I spy with um, with I, Eddie Murphy. Who what did Eddie Murphy oh, do with Owen? Uh, Owen. Yeah, but Owen that was Wilson. based on I Spy. The I know, Bill but, Cosby I, but show. they but they do right. I know. I'm yes. just saying, like comedians do that. Yeah, but that movie. I don't know if that movie worked. That's the best example. Like Beverly Hills Cop is a better example. And it's funny, you know. So we're gonna cover Eddie Murphy Raw. Right. Um. So Eddie Murphy, I believe, in that special has a, um. I think it's that one has a monologue about Bill Cosby. So maybe we can touch that then. But maybe. what what a you know, basically Bill Cosby told Eddie Murphy stop swearing. Yeah. Or it won't be successful. Clean up your, or, uh, right, your clean up your act. And like <laughs> how great for Eddie Murphy. Like, all right, this guy kind of gives me the lecture. And then a couple of years later, we open movies in the same week. My movie is not even a movie, it's a fucking stand-up special. And it destroys Cosby's movie. 
um, like what a great comeuppance. What yeah. a great moment for Eddie. Eddie must have really enjoyed. If I was him, I would have had that fucking box office thing framed. <laughs> right. Um, and just to, just to remind myself how Bill Cosby was such a fraud. Um, uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy and Bill Cosby never, never really got along, I don't believe. Um, Doesn't seem it. Yeah, Cosby's not a great mentor uh, to Eddie Murphy at all. Well, uh, I mean, he's a, just a terrible human being, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, but even like then, he was, he was pretending to be the America's dad or whatever. And, you know, even then, he's still, you know, the hypocrisy of the front. And, and what, a, what a joke, especially now that we know what he was doing, like to get that mad because Eddie Murphy said, fuck. I know. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's definitely some language in that special that I'm sure will be like, uh, we'll, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be tough to, um, right. But, uh. There's a big difference between that and violence against, uh, Yeah, saying a word. Defenseless and, and women. raping hundreds of women. Drugging and raping. Yeah, and, it's yeah. just wild. Some I mean, kids in there too. There's, 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 there's a lot. There's a lot. Do you want to talk about him at all? Do we need to talk about, I mean. I think everybody knows about him. Okay, right. <laughs> well, I don't understand how we. It was like a double jeopardy situation. He made a deal, and that's why. Yeah, he's out. I don't get into all that. Okay, I mean, everyone right. can look that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you know what I mean? I don't think it's that. Okay. I mean, they're trying to charge him again. I, I think people know that story. I think it's more interesting to me. Is like, all right, who was this guy at the time? Um, so uh, Coca Cola came out with new Coke. Yep. Um, they got rid of their. They had sugar. Uh, used to have like real sugar in their soda. They got rid of that, and they provided kind of this new flavor, which was I remember when this came out. Do you remember when new Coke came out? Yep, it was, it was I had terrible. It. Didn't like it. No one did. Yep. Um, but the spokesperson that Coke used was Bill Cosby mm. because they're like, all right, if anyone can sell this, it is the most popular man in America. And, and it wasn't just Jello and, and pudding pops. Like it was, he was, I remember him being on TV for a good year and a half peddling Coke. Like yeah. he was on all the time. And then of course, Coke went to Coke classic. And then, you know, we didn't see Bill selling Coke anymore. Um, some people feel that that was all a scam that um, Coke did to re-energize people into their products. I don't know if I believe that or not. That's a big bet though, to do it like that. I mean, Pepsi was starting to gain ground. They sure. had like you know, choice of a new generation kind yep. of ads, which were, which were popular. And Coke's like, all right, we're flailing. What if we put out a, a stinker on purpose? And then we put out the real one again. It seems like a wild bet. It's a huge An expensive bet. bet. They, right, they spent expensive. a lot of money on that. They spent a lot of money on, you know, Bill Cosby, these commercials. Yeah. If, they, if you said that if they spent a hundred million on making that happen, happen, packaging, distribution, paying for advertising, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So that's a big bet for, uh, for a company like that. No, I, I don't buy that um, conspiracy theory. But, this, but at the end of the day, there was no question that the, they could have chosen anyone and they were paying top dollar. They could have chosen anyone to be the spokesperson of a product that they thought might not work, but they need to sell everyone. And they chose Bill Cosby. Yeah, they did. This was really, so it is, it is amazing how bad, um, Leonard part six did it in the box office because you think like, all right, at least maybe he can open this movie. Um, and it would work. It'd be, yeah. But the reason it didn't was because he was going on shows before it came out and telling people don't see this movie. This movie is awful. Don't see this. So I wonder, maybe that helped his credibility a little bit, but it, Killed his bottom line. He probably could have. So, what did it make? Like four million or yeah. something. You have to expect that it probably would have done. Could it have broken even? Maybe if he didn't do that. If he actually probably not. Um, because movies were different back then. Movies didn't open as big, but had longer runs. Sure. So, like the stink eventually would have come out killed pretty it. quick. But it certainly probably could have doubled its box office. I would say yeah. that at least. Um, you wonder if why Columbia was okay with that because you, you're not supposed to do that. Remember, we ran into this with Alvin Chipmunk. Yep. Talking about David Cross. Yeah did this um and you're not you're contractually not supposed to do this and he's a producer he knows better he's been in the business a long time um you wonder if they struck a deal and some someone paid, paid someone less? and oh. you, you know you, i i said you know it's funny we just talked about this and how i always say it's a lie but you really do wonder if bill cosby should have just bought this movie out and and just hit it away 
it did no one any good. It was such a mistake. The studio never should have released it. No. I guess the thing too is like, this happens a lot is that studios won't release movies or they'll sit on it, especially um, now we're in the um, video on demand world where they'll like, they'll sit on a movie for a year and a half and just like secretly or quietly just put it out. Huh. At least then it got released. Can you think of anyone? I can't offhand right now. My brain's fried for the day, but um, there are instances of that happening. Right. Back then you would have a movie maybe just like show up on VHS like a couple, like a year and a half later or on like, you know, pay cable. Yeah. Oh, that would happen once in a while, but like something like this could have easily just been like shelved. It's like, oh, it's got shelved and it's like never sees the light of day. And people were like, oh, what's that? That Bill Cosby project like, that, that was supposed to come out. Cause you know, obviously he's such a big name. So sure. you, it's not something you can totally hide away. No, but you can say, oh, we didn't, you know, we came script revisions and we, we were reshooting. We just decided not to. Yeah. You just kind of keep pushing off what they typically just push off the release date. Yeah. Like this just happened with the movie with Ben Affleck. Um, <laughs> I want to see for uh, at a theater near me. It was coming out June 14th. I was like, oh, cool. Like a Ben Affleck movie. I like Ben Affleck a lot. It's like a movie opening in January. Give me one more movie to see. And then last week, which is very late, they um, they killed the distribution date and they didn't announce a new one. So I'm like, uh, okay. Which they first do to do that. They've already spent some money marketing it. Yes. They created a trailer. That trailer has been seen on some movies. I know it's uh, no, it's over a month out, so it's not like it's running on TV. You said June, but it was supposed to come oh, sorry, out January. in January? January okay. 14th. Oh, shit. Me. I know. And... Um, it got shelved last week, which is like five weeks before it comes out. That yeah, never that is, happens. That is, Especially the big name. Do so, oh, no, you think they're worried about COVID and just shutting down again? No, I'm not. It didn't cost that much to make. I wonder if they didn't want it to get in the way of Ben Affleck's Oscar nomination for um, Tender Bar or any Oscar buzz. Mm. I'm guessing the movie's not very good. Uh, also, him and, and his uh, girlfriend was Anna de Armas. She's in it as well, and they had broken up. And oh. now he's with Jennifer Lopez. Right. So they might have also wanted to kind of get rid of those um deal with that whole thing yeah um but like when is it gonna, the fact that they didn't even announce a release date is like all right usually you push it off to september say it's like oh you know is that movie ever gonna it'll yes it will be seen but you wonder like when that's gonna come out like how will they just like kind of drop it and forget about it is it kind like of a bust netflix or something have someone else that can happen too it. netflix will pay for movies and, and right. um but usually at that point you know if, if it's a real stinker netflix or whomever it is isn't gonna want to pony up money for but it but it is ben affleck i'm sure it'll get people to watch it you think, um, yeah. So they have some more options now they did back then. Well, I, I don't think Leonard Part Six would have ever ended up on Netflix. That's a movie that's just so embarrassing and terrible. I'm guessing you just shelve it and just forget it, forget it ever happened. Especially uh, Bill Cosby has so much to lose. I mean, you figure, I said he's the number one star in the country. Yeah, and he's in this complete dog shit movie. Did you at any point wonder if the wife was the bad guy? Yes. Yeah, they lead you onto that. They do. Yeah, because of how weird she acts when in the first time that they see each other, she, she acts like kind of a sociopath. Well, they hide her face for a good chunk of they it. They do hide her face. And then when you see her, she's kind of got weird open eyes and yeah. then doing irrational things like pouring food on him. So you wonder if she, because they never resolve it. He just like goes home and it's like not a good date or something, but they never resolve it. So it, when I ever see, I, whenever I see irrational behavior like that, I think, is this a bad guy? So there's a point in the movie where you have these like muscle, big muscle bound men. Who the, this is very, near the very, very end of the movie. And um, they're supposedly vegetarians, which is fine. But uh, to defeat them, um, Bill Cosby throws hamburger patties at them. He does. Which then brand them. Yeah, burns them like garlic to a vampire. Now, okay, like fine. But we are never ever, unless I missed something completely, which I don't think I did. This movie's pretty simple. We never explained like why these men would react. No, no. You see, it's because they don't eat meat. Oh, so if I throw a hamburger patty at a vegetarian right now in the street, they will get burned. Yes. So like, <laughs> like it's just 
you can't do that. Like you have to explain it. You can't just like do insane things and then expect the audience because it might sort of be like a quick joke. He shoves a raw hot dog down one of the guy's throats and his head explodes. <laughs> no blood either, right? Isn't it like sawdust? No, it's sawdust. It's sawdust. How does sawdust be? Oh, because he's a vegetarian, so he doesn't have oh. red meat in him. He doesn't have blood in him. He's got sawdust. He's got fiber. So like you're doing these bizarre things and. It's not good enough that it's just funny in the second that it happens. Like, oh, it's these guys are vegetarian. Oh, it says, you know, what, 100% real beef, whatever. Yes. That's not, that's not funny because we, we never got an explanation about that. No. Like, we don't, we don't even know if they're, are they human? Are they androids? I'm assuming they're humans. I think we they're never human, told otherwise. Although the guy's head exploded and he had sawdust in them. So I, now I don't know what to believe. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just an, it's one example of just like how it's bizarre, but then also just like kind of frustrating and doesn't really make any sense. And then, I said, does it, who is this movie made for? That's the other question. Who is it made for? I guess kids, when I, I think when I was a, oh, I was on HBO Bunch, yeah. I think I was maybe, was I mildly entertained as a kid? I don't, actually, I don't have warm feelings about it. I, I don't either. I remember it being really bad. I remember like the meat thing and being like, eh, that's kind of dumb. Um, I remember the meat thing. That's the most vivid. It's played for gags. That's it. There's no, there's no dialogue. It's just played for gags. Like, like the whole gonna try to blow the door open thing where yeah. we spend five minutes with him rocket launching the door and then fucking, oh, it just opens for him. Like it's the whole thing is just played for you a gag. You can have gags. Like, you know, what a year later we got naked gun. Okay. That's true. Right? Which yeah. has been, and then, you know, but eight years earlier we got, got an airplane. Yeah. So, um, you can do gags, but if you do that, you almost have to have like wall to wall gags. That's right. And then you don't need to justify them as much. Cause it's like, all right, we just kind of belong for this ride to tell some jokes. But even those jokes typically are justified. Like, you know, you'll have, you know, nuns talking jive, whatever. Right. Because of the premise, you know, it's just so ridiculous. But usually you do set it up a little bit. That's right. But there's no setup here. No, it's there just isn't. like meat on a vegetarian means it says you get burned. But like, why would it burn them? It shouldn't. I can understand maybe they're not liking that food. Maybe they could scream and be appalled by it, but not right. get burned, right? Yeah, that or be offended sense. by it sure, or something or not want not want it to get near them, run away in fear. Right. But to, to be burn burned. you, or do you have your head explode? Yeah. Is, is just bizarre. It's movie, but then there's dramatic parts too that aren't particularly dramatic. Like his, the wife thing at the end too is, I know it's kind of funny, but it's supposed to be endearing with him and his wife. Right. It, it, call back to the thing. So it's not, I, I don't know, who is this made for? Because it's not funny enough. It's not dramatic. I don't know. I don't know. It's not a com It doesn't feel like a comedy. It's not a good spoof spy movie. No. So no, what are we? What are we? Not, it, it is just a simply it's just horrible, piece of shit. terrible movie. Horrible that movie. That Warthog wanted us to watch. Bad effects. Bad script. The worst effects. Bad acting. Yeah, the worst effects. This is like, uh, Bad Effects had bad effects. Like, this is way worse. This is worse, yeah. Um, A terrible script. Terrible characters. Um, was there anybody any good in it? Oh, I so, guess the villain, so, she's okay. Interesting. Yeah. Do you know who the cinematographer was for this? Who was it? John DeBont. What who, did DeBont do? He directed Speed. Oh, yes. He directed right, right, Twister. Right. He was the cinematographer for uh, Basic Instinct, um, Die Hard. Uh, he, he's one of the better cinematographers of the 80s. Yeah. His next movie after this was Die Hard. Mm. So imagine you're a cinematographer for this and you go and do Die Hard. Like, Wow. Um. Yeah, we want a fish <laughs> that that pulls someone underground under the water. Yeah, shoot that it's, fish cam. I like fish cam actually. That that's that's what we're seeing. Is that was uh, one of the more interesting shots to film. But like yeah. uh, the shots of the movie, I don't think were necessarily horrible. The editing was atrocious. <sighs> they were not good. I would never say it was a good cinematographer, but it was wild. It was John DeBond who did yeah. this. Like, oh my god! Like he's a legitimate cinematographer. 
There, uh, yeah. It's a piece of shit. Yeah, it's very bad. And do we need to talk about it anymore? Nope. Okay. Um, well, thanks, Warthog, yeah. for asking the world to uh, vote this in for us. And, um, oh, will we do another Cosby movie? Uh, we might run into Ghost Dad. But are we going to do it? Yeah, of course. Well, that's not always of course. Like, we do have the... Is the R. Kelly thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think feel it's like, very similar to him than R. Kelly. So we're not going to do Ghost Dad? I mean, if you... I, we can I don't talk. think we'll run into it. I think we'll be okay. All right. I mean, we might run into... Well, we already did Jack. Um... I don't think it's, real, it's probably it's probably it. It's probably Ghost Dad. So maybe Ghost Dad if it comes up. I don't I don't think that would come up organic. I think someone almost have to like make us do that. Yeah, I know. So Which, we do well, I wouldn't surprise me. So if they make us do it, we'll do it. I guess if they make us do it. If someone wants to pay us to do it, we'll do it. Or another vote. Another vote maybe Say maybe we make it another year. Ghost Dad. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> oh. All right, Faith. George Michael Faith, in his first full album since Leaving Wham, album of the same name, Faith, um, famously, George Michael wrote, produced, arranged uh, this entire album, except for one song he co-wrote with another person. Uh, and uh, it's a good one. And this album's really good, and it was actually good revisiting. We talked about this a little bit before in George Michael, because we did Careless Whisper, I think. Yep. Careless Whisper was uh, number one, and um, this is another number one from him. Um. Faith spent four weeks at number one. It was number one single of the year in the U.S. Uh, it was, um, which is the actually, so was Carol Whisper. So he's the first British solo artist to do that. Two separate songs hitting number one for the year in the U.S. charts. Uh, internationally, it was big too, as we know. Number one in Australia, number two in the U.K. Um, he left Wham! because he wanted to do more mature music. And it makes sense. That's what we have here. The Wham stuff was very teeny, bop, teeny boppery. I think he was feeling a lot of pressure from critics and just being pigeonholed, being in magazines uh, as a teeny bopper and just decided he didn't want to do it anymore. Um, so he left Wham and uh, and and went on, on his own. I really like this song. There are a lot of elements to it. Listening back again, this song is actually really brilliantly recorded and orchestrated. He did a, a fantastic job. Um, it's an all-timer. It's a banger. You like, you like Faith? Great song. We did. We talked about this song as well with Jared Carabas, of course. Oh, did we really? Run Biscuit version. Oh, that's right. Of course. Um, no, this is a great song. I said. I, I said. I reiterated amended my response. I said I think I like the Run Biscuit version more. Oh, that's but right, I think you. when we did Carabas with Spry, I said I, let me amend that. The George Michael version is better, and it is better. And this is this is his best song in my opinion. Uh, better than any doing Wham. Anything he was doing his solo career. Some of his other stuff. I mean, this album is well made. It's it's uh, it's good. It's all right. It's not. This isn't, this isn't the kind of music that I'm really into. Um, it's just a little too slow for me, a little too maudlin. Yeah. Um, but this song's not, this song's a lot of fun. Um, and it's one of the best songs of that year. Yes. Uh, I'd even go as far as to call it a great song. Um, I don't know if it's in my top 100 or not, but it's, it's certainly probably my top 200. It's a great song. It's really good. Uh, the video's fun. It's really fun. I like, the jukebox. It's sad to watch it, man. Cause you're like, I don't know, it makes me think about aging a little bit. It's like, wow, like this guy is so young and so vibrant and so he's so alive and like, and he's dead, you know, whatever, uh, 20 years later or whatever. So yeah, early fifties, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. 53, right? So it's just like, 
I don't know how fast time moves, I guess. Cause I'm like, I remember watching this video as a kid, like this young man you see in front of you is, you know, he's been right, dead, so vibrant. Yeah. Has been dead now for a few years yeah. or a couple of years now. And, and he died. It's, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It just makes you think about how short we are for what a short time we are young. Um, especially for him. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Because well, normal people would have another twenty-five or thirty years in what he did. And yeah. So you're but, exactly but you're right. not young for that time though. You do get old. Like he was, he's so like he's so young and alive there. Like yeah, he definitely obviously died. Wait, he died at fifty-three. Way too young. But I mean, and obviously he didn't take care of himself and had substance abuse issues. And uh, at the end of his life, he had some major you know food you know eating sure. stuff going on. And it's, it's really what seemed to have killed him. His heart gave out. It could have been the drugs. Too, yeah. But uh, I can't imagine the eating and gaining and losing weight over and over again helps you either. Um, but yeah, you just look at that guy and you're like, wow, this guy is, has the world by the balls there. He really does. And he came out with his best album. I mean, this is, yeah. this is the best one and sold 25 million copies international. And success. this is what he's most known for. And he really is. And yeah. you should, and there, it's really sad because there's not a lot after this. The, his, no. his follow-up album in 1990 was not on Spotify, which is very strange. The remastered version, I think, might have been on, but it said it was released in 2017. I couldn't find yeah, it. Yeah, it might have been. They'll, they'll do that sometimes, but, right? They but they'll the still, normally, though, what they would do is call, still call it the original, like, to call it the original and still put the right date on it. It's not, it's not on, um, I don't know if it's on Apple either, honestly. It's very strange. And so it looks like there's a- Very strange because other albums are on here. But still, that was 1990. So he's got, because yeah. he's got Freedom 90, I think, is what, is what the song right, for. Right? That's right. Which is a great song. I and love it Freedom has, But it has older on here, which is the next album. And it has faith, but it doesn't have the one from 1990 on Apple. Maybe that's the one that I'm missing. Yeah. No, you're missing. No, you're right. Missing older and miss and hitting freedom, freedom 90. No, 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 no. The second one is history of what is it? Uh, volume one, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Um, but you're right. It's not on streaming, which is weird because the two bookends uh, albums are right. Uh, he had a lot of problems with Sony. So faith, 1987, older 1996. That's what we have. But there's one in the middle there. There is though. one. That's what I'm saying. I think it and was. It's not on streaming. It's not. No, which is very strange. It's very strange. So we kind of skip. And, but then you and that look, was a big hit. That was the second biggest album. Right. And then when you look at it, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six albums, seven albums total, which you'd think from this guy. I know. Well, he was in purgatory for a long time because he was fighting with Sony. Of course, they did, he ends up going back to Sony. Uh, Sony at that time had a... Uh, you know, they had gotten fights with Michael Jackson about money and every, I, I don't know what Sony was doing. They, they went out and hired all these, they got all these big names, but then they ended up kind of alienating a good chunk of them. Yeah. Um, it, weird practices over there. Was it Tommy Mottola, right? Is yes, that's, that's right. That, uh, Michael Jackson said like, Tommy Mottola is the devil or something. It's Mottola. That, that's um, right. Carrie Carrie's. Yeah. Yes. Right. And she had problems with him too, obviously. So, um, yeah, you wonder kind of what was going on there. Um, but right. But because of that though, he was kind of just in no man's land for a while when it came to creating music and I don't know. And now obviously he had all these personal problems. He did. But to go, think about it, like you're, you're a very successful person. And think about going four years and not doing an album. That's crazy. And me. he only did two Wayne albums, right? I think so. Yeah. So like, look at the, like how long his career was and how long George Michael has been in our zeitgeist. Talking like nine albums. That's nothing. It doesn't seem like a lot. It's a blip. Like I can't imagine if my only job, if my only thing, if I could just create music for my life, I can't imagine going four years without doing it. I mean, I guess, you you're touring. Other- no, it's more than that. You're touring. You yeah. He, stuff. I wonder how long he did tour for. Maybe, maybe a year. I don't think he would have gone. To, I mean, two year tours are a lot. Like you have some bands that make their, make their money on the road. And so they're touring yeah. constantly. Like even Dave Matthews did that for a long time, even though their album sold a lot, but uh, grateful dead is kind of the, 
the, but he the was signature also, of that. He was also but still, involved with every element of music too. Like you know, he like was, writing it and four, arranging it. And, I know, but ten songs, four years. Crazy. I know, I, I'm, I know, but I'm just saying it's not as easy as just like oh, I agree. Just Britney Spears can go and just read the or you know, yeah, sing the melody that's given put in front of her. Yeah. Right. No, I agree. I agree, but still, it just feels like he didn't produce it, it, as much. I agree, because he's, he's so talented. That's the thing. Looking at this album, knowing that he produced it, that he wrote these songs, that he was arranging them, he was a lot of times playing the instruments or showing people how he wanted stuff played. He fucking like he was a very good, very, very, very talented musician, not just a great singer, because he had that too and super charismatic. So it's when you see that, it's just like it's it sucks to just know that we didn't get as much out of him as we probably should have. Yeah. Jeff Buckley is a good example of that for me. Jeff Buckley had all the tools. And he I died young though. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. 30, it's a right, different 30. situation. No, but it's still, it's like still. Yeah, I think it's different. Cause like Michael would be 53. So like we didn't get a lot for a lot of reasons. That's what, true. You know, I, guess, like, I, guess, this, I guess. It is very odd that like this guy that was basically a huge star in his very early twenties. had so a 30 year run in theory could have had a, I know the last whatever, 10 years, he never even put out an album, right. which also is strange. That is strange. But like this guy just, I don't know. Did, did, just didn't put out a lot of music and it wasn't a lot there. And, um, it is very odd, but you, you know, major personal demons. And it's a shame too, because I mean, we talked about it a lot with the Carol whisper episode, but, um, it seemed like, like a, he could be self deprecating. He seemed very smart and clever and funny. And he, he brought a lot more to the table than a lot of other pop stars do. Yes. Um, besides just being good looking, like he had, he's funny. He, like he could be, he could be like clever and wry. Yes. Um, so it's a shame that, we didn't get more music from, but I will admit though, like, honestly, like if someone's into George Michael, that's cool. I totally get it. Like, but like, it's just not for me. Like, I don't like his music. Like it's just, it's just, it's, this song is great, but the other stuff is just, it's, I don't know. It's just too, it's, I don't want to say depressing, but like slow. Yeah. And just I like, I think the style plotting of, you, you weren't times. a big careless whisper. No, fan. I, I do. I do really like that song. I think that's very good. I also like one more try, which is the other, um, Slow one on here too. Yeah. I mean, there's father figure, which I, I think is a good song. It's just a little, I'm sort of weirded out by it. I think just how it's, how it's, uh, played, like just sort of the, um, like sonically what it sounds like. I'm a little creeped out by, it, but it's a, but it's a cool song. That's my second favorite song now, but it's a distant second. Yeah. Distant, distant, distant. Oh, second. I think these are all good. I want your they're sex okay. is good. I think they're, I think eh, they're good. It sounds like a, it, that song I don't love. I think it sounds like him Turn trying to be Prince. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, like, he listened, well, Prince already did this. He know? listened to thriller. He listened to uh, yeah. purple rain. I think is, uh, came out right around this time and wasn't, no, wait, no it was purple it was rain. Not purple, right. Exactly. But he was, yes, you're right. Purple rain listening to thriller. And he was like, I, I, I can be as good as they are. And yeah. so, well, he couldn't be as good as Prince, but I mean, but, that's, but I, but he, I just like the stealing his sound. I feel like I think I can see that. I, can see I don't that. like that song. Um, well, anyway, but this song, yeah. um, I love the way it's structured. It's such an old timey feel with the hand jive. Is this groove? I mean, this the hand jive is faster, but it's just a slowed down version of that. So what he did is he 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 basically like he turned on a drum machine, and then um, comped that guitar like the dun 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 ba bum bum, which is the hand drive thing, uh, which is such a cool feel, like such a throwback fifties yeah. feel to lead off your album with. And this song is brilliant. Like it has is so much like different cool percussion stuff. There's hand claps and snaps. There's tambourine. There's the drum machine that's looping. He uses two different uh, kick drums. You hear like a really harder kick drum. I wonder if you'll be able, it's, it's hard when I uh, record it off of like YouTube, but let's see. There's just like a big boofy kick drum that he uses in the, um, in the, in the chorus faith part. <laughs> I 
It doesn't translate. Like if you listen with headphones on the thing, it's like you listen to the kick drum in that faith part. It's like this big boof with a big snap on it. And the rest of it is very subtle, just in line with what the bass does. Very creative there to do it like that, to say, okay, this is the explosive part. I'm going to use like a, a bombastic bass drum here. Also, um, he did something really cool too. This, you, it sounds like a very intimate song, even though it's upbeat because he did something that not a lot of people were doing at the time. His vocals are extremely dry. There's no room on it whatsoever. Super dry. So when he's kind of like singing gently to you, right. it sounds like he's right there in your it ear. It really does. It's super close. But then what he'll do is he'll expand a little bit when he, when he wants to do, um, he'll like gang up on, uh, on, on some vocals. Like he'll, he'll say like one word with, a, with like four or five of him. And he'll put a little bit of, uh, of like this like uh, delay slap back on it just to give him a, almost like a chorusy sound just in the parts that need to pop a little bit. But it's, it's super brilliant to do it like that, to make it super intimate, even though it's this upbeat song and then just to pop you with the, with the chorus. Um, I love it. Masterfully recorded. It's such a beautiful recording. The other thing is he does the, so, the this is, we hear so many fucking bad, um, where is it? So many bad, like, unprofessional solos. Like, this is a great one for this song. All the country country licks. Super sick. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. The other thing is he, so the, the, uh, that acoustic guitar that we hear that makes up the majority of the, of the song, the way that you record is it really, is really cool, too. You can, um, I do it. A lot of times, too, where you'll take one acoustic guitar and you put two microphones on it, one that's a little bit lower um, on where your, your, uh, your, your strum hand is and one a little bit higher that's closer to your neck on the, on the left-hand side. And then I split them wide. So when you're listening to it, it kind of sounds like you're in the middle of the guitar. And he does that here as well. It's the same thing. It's that two mic split on either side. So even, so if you do listen in headphones, you hear them sort of whisper to you like right there in your ear, but then the guitars are on either side. So you're kind of like playing in the band with them. It's a really cool effect. Love a song. I think it's recorded super well. Well song. Yeah. yeah. No, no argument here. It's one of the better songs we've covered. Uh, you know, one of the worst movies we've covered, but yeah, uh, yeah. Nice uh, no, it's a fantastic song. Uh, 25 million copies sold for this album is uh, one of the, you know, this is purple rain area. Um, you two's uh, Joshua tree area. And then also won the album album of the year Grammy. That's it. Yeah. Uh, took me. So uh, where was I? Yeah, where so uh, I think I talked about it on an earlier show how I had my birthday um, at Chuck E. Cheese and we got there and it was closed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that was sad. Um, so, <laughs> yes. uh, but the deal my family was like, I can have two sleepovers. So um, I think they maybe they didn't want to have like a, like ten kids at, in one, so they'd rather have like two nights of five, which sounds worse. I'd rather have just one night and ten. Yeah, get it over. Rip the bandaid off. My parents did that. So I get to have two. So, uh, I, so both parties were structured the same way and they were on back to back Saturday nights. And I believe this was one of the Saturday nights. And, um, I got to go, we had pizza both nights. Um, and I got to go to the video rental store and pick out a movie. The first one was Spaceballs. Nice. Covered for the there show. you go. And the other one was Saturday the 14th, which was a, like, <laughs> I remember a spoof movie of like horror. Movies. I rented that too. Like it wasn't very good. No, it wasn't like, very good. Honestly, neither movie. Like we were all just talking and just being goofy yeah, yeah, yeah. And just being stupid kids. So um, eating your Doritos. Really... No, it was before that. It was before I had Henry had uh, the shit Doritos. Yeah, yeah. Right. he didn't poop himself, but he he was in the toilet. But he had some he had some poops. 
Henry's allergic. Henry, yeah, Henry has some poops. But no, it was before Henry. This is when I was living in New York. So, um, yeah, it was good. I had my friends over. It was nice. You know, my parents did that. And um, it was a strange time because I felt like I had a birthday every birthday party every week for a while. Because, like, obviously, we had the one that didn't happen at Chuck E. Cheese, in case you didn't know. Went all the way to Chuck E. Cheese, got there, and then it was, it was good. The business was, like, legit closed. They had to close, like, two days earlier. And uh, so I had all my friends and everyone was there. And like, they, I was like, I started crying and people were, like, walked by my car and gave me a gift and said like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, thank you. You were in mourning. I was, oh, I was devastated. I was a little kid. You're like, yeah, you're all excited for your birthday. It was my seventh, right? Or seventh or eighth birthday. Yeah. Um, I was really excited for it. And to get it kind of taken away was disastrous. That's bullshit. Um, so I was very upset about that. Um, but the parties were fun. We had a good time, my friends. And, um, and that was like the last, well, that's, that's not true. Uh, I had, a, uh, another birthday party when I turned 11 at fun spot. Um, there you go. But other than that, that was like the last time I had a party. I think where we like went somewhere or like did something like my other parties, I believe were all like at my house. We had like sleepovers and it'd be kind of, we kind of went to that gear more other than that fun spot birthday kind of out of nowhere. But, yeah. um, but yeah, that was, uh, that's what I was doing. So I was uh, eating pizza with my fellow, you know, seven, eight-year-old friends and watching uh, Spaceballs or Saturday the 14th, uh, neither of which are very good movies. No. Uh, I bet that Spaceballs is better than Saturday the 14th, though. I'm, I'm sure. just going to guess. I'm sure. Both spoof movies. I don't know why I went that direction, but. Well, you didn't want to you let your I hair down. I want to say my mom said I couldn't get an R-rated movie because I usually got R-rated movies like for myself or whatever. Oh, I'm like, sure. But yeah, we had, yeah. A little, we had other kids over. So I think I think there was a stipulation was I wasn't allowed to get a. Or why not? Why not go get like Gremlins or like one, or Indiana Jones? Something. I don't know why I went with. Maybe you don't want to get movies I hadn't seen. That's probably what it was. But like, but they, yeah, I don't know. Not, not a great. I, mean, I will say two thumbs down on the decision making that Young Chris was making there. Bad yeah, movie. That's good. Well, in retrospect, I'm glad that you were able to see this for what it was. Headlines. Yep. Um, on December 13th, the Browns set an NFL record for most points in a quarter. It was the second quarter. They scored 28 points mm. against the Bengals. They did it again though. 2021 in the playoffs against the Steelers, 28 points. The Bills scored more in a quarter, didn't they? Maybe since then. I don't think yeah, so. Did I think they? So the Frank Wright, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm wrong. But I, I want to say that was the, uh, there was a game in, in the 90s, the Bills, Jim Kelly got hurt. I think they were down 35 to three or something at halftime against Warren Moon's Oilers. And they came all the way back and won. It's a pretty exciting game. We'll have to check it. I didn't see that when I looked through. But, but I could be, maybe they didn't get 28 in the quarter though. It might not have happened. But so, yeah, I want to say it. scoring has gone up so much. It I has. remember when we were kids, like, you know, like a guy like Marion Butts, he would, you know, three yards in a, you know, cloud of dirt. It would be enough. But like between field goal kickers being able to kick it, you never saw kicks of like 45 or more. We were right. kids growing up. Now guys, booting, I saw a guy hit a 60 yard yesterday and, um, and then the passing rules with, you know, protecting the quarterback and protect the wide receivers, passing sure. appearance, everything like that. And just how the game has changed. Like it's wild how many more points we see now than we did in the nineties. when I was growing up, like it's completely different football game. I don't know if I like it better. The more scoring is fun. If you're a fantasy I, and I like fantasy. So I get all that, but like there is the older game was, I don't know. I know maybe it wasn't as exciting, but the games were typically, I don't know. I think closer. scoring is better. Honestly. Yeah. I guess one of the problems ratings is, have gone up. Yeah. Yeah. The one sport where it's gone. The it's other more direction. exciting. Yeah. Like NFL. I remember we were doing one of the, if you look at the, like the years, the Cosby show were dominant. One of those years, the money football was 18th that year. Wow. And like now it's number one by a mile. Like it's not even close. And you're like, Oh, um, 
like you know, like TV even has like now like a non-football bracket, like because mm. you just you put football and it would just dominate the win. top ten is right. everything. It seems like that you know the OT that like post show at Fox has or even like the pregame show you can't even has put it up higher ratings mm-hmm. than like regular programming. Yeah. yeah, you can't even compete. So, um, but people seem to like the scoring. I got like too, I guess. But sometimes it's a little much. I think that's the problem with soccer is there's not enough scoring. I like soccer as a game, but it's one nothing or zero soccer zero. Stinks. It's like it does not stink. It's a good game. There's more. Uh, there's more flags now though. Yeah, that does suck. Like that. And now there's, I remember back, remember before there was instant replay, the games would go a lot quicker. They would. I don't like but, the taunting flags at all. Do oh, not no, like, that's no, bullshit. That's bullshit. There's a lot. Of, there was, you know, if you touch the quarterback now, you get blasted yeah, you with roughing the, the passer. And that, that, yeah, you saw it once in a while, but like you'd have to like level. And it had to be like Dan Marino. If you like just leveled like, you know, Hugh Millen, like there was no flag. But if you like ripped this shit out of Jim Kelly or Warren Moon, yeah, you might get a flag. Yeah. But you have to like really like, do something horrible. Yeah. I don't like the flags. I think you're right. Yeah. But the game, the game was a lot more ruthless back then, but I don't know if that's better. I mean, it's probably, you know, those guys are all getting hurt. Oh, I, there's no way that football, uh, 50 years from now, no more football. Oh, it'd be football. You think so? Yeah. It'll be different. It'll be flag football. Flag football. Nah, football. I mean, all these people, the CTE, I, the, you think so? Yes. Football makes a lot of money. It's not going to. It does anywhere. make a lot of money. Good point. You know, there are, look at things that don't make money. And that's what goes away. Well, we'll talk about it in 50 years. Um, the other thing is December 14th, Chrysler was fined $7.6 for selling used cars as new. This seems like what? a wildly small settlement. Wildly small. From 19, uh, where is it? I think it away with. Why, would they, why did they even do this? So they would give them to their executives. Okay. And their executives would drive them around a little bit. Okay. And then they would crack open the odometer, roll them back to zero. And oh sell my them God. New. Yes. On 60,000 vehicles. 60,000. That's why 7.6 million is like fucking crazy. So 60,000 executives or whatever. From 1949 through 1986, they were doing this. Oh my God. It's, so that's like 40 years. This is a dumb, because it's going to get out. It's so dumb. All you need is like a couple or, of weeks to out. And even some that had gotten to accidents, they would repair them. And sell them as new. Ugh. But doesn't 7.6 million seem like wildly it tiny? Seems very low. Like, I'm, just, I'm just more concerned with the idea of like, oh, let's have this scam run for 40 years. Like, why? I don't. For, and for what? I just just give, give the executive the car. Exactly. I don't know either. Uh, they got them for like postal fraud um, because the titles of the cars were being shipped. So you're, okay. or, you know, mailed. Yeah. So I guess you're mailing fraud, I guess. Yeah. So that's, that's what they sense. got them with. But yes. seven points. Cause when you think about, no, I know it's a different scenario, but you think of Volkswagen with that big recall a few years ago, I, I had a, a turbo diesel and uh Volkswagen was, was a turbo diesel. What does that yeah. Mean? TDI. It was a D I had a diesel um, golf, which I really like. You huge gas mileage and it's a lot of, of power. Yeah. Of course you did. I like golf. So you don't like the, I know. It's, of course you had diesel. It's better gas mileage. I know, but like most people don't have, you know what I mean? Like, well, a lot of sco- these cars were sold, right? You got to realize. <laughs> what do you mean? You of don't course. Think you don't like, what if I told you I had a diesel car? You wouldn't think that was weird, but like, no, does it make sense that you have a diesel car? Cause you're always like, on the fringes of things. I'm not always on the fringes of things. You I'm are. a very down to earth man. You're not know. at all. Very down to earth. I think very people right now laughing in their cars, nodding, going, yes, Simple course, life yes. with my wife in the woods. And the diesel. And the diesel. Well, like, so, do you, you don't remember when this happened? So they were caught manipulating the data, the emissions data. There's some, I, I don't know the whole full story, but what ended up happening was they had to recall those vehicles and like give me money back for the vehicle. Um, I had to do it because I liked my car, but mm-hmm. I had to do it because the car would have no value if I didn't do it and they were going to give me money. So I did. Um, but that cost them billions of dollars. Yeah. 
billions. And this is $7.6 million. It just seems crazy low. So did you, have to, did you often go to gas stations that didn't have diesel and be like, fuck, and you have to drive to the next one? Oh, no, most of them have diesel because they have their truck, you know. Yeah. Every Irving but does. some don't have diesel. Be, no, don't. some don't. Oh, no, I agree. I agree, but they're so rare. I mean, most, most like main, like regular gas stations will. You go to an Irving, you go to... Sunoco. I don't know if Sunoco is whatever. Whatever. What, what's normal around here besides Irving? Yeah, I would go I mean, to Irving. That's right. Sunoco, I guess, sure. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, diesel? That's such a weird thing to bust me on, you realize. <sighs> it's just it's just another thing. It's not another thing. It is. What do you mean? It is. It, I love that car. It's a really good car. A lot of, um, a lot of uh, like you would get uh, Mercedes and, and uh, BMWs that were diesel. If, if you told me you had like a completely electric car, like I wouldn't be surprised. I would like one. I'd like a Tesla. I feel like it. Well, I don't know. People have said it's the best driving experience they've ever had. So I'd love to do that. Yeah. Love to, ex- to experience it's that. It's in the fringes. Like you just can't have the it's normal car. You have fringe. to get the diesel. You, you mean can't like, have the you're, you're normal you're you Oldsmobile? What do you have? The Fit is Go. Listen the fit to is you. Go, baby. Honda Fit. That's a yeah, good car. No, I mean, we have a CRV. Like, yeah. I mean, that's no, a pretty I know. normal you, car. Yeah, all right. I know. I'm not, it's fine. It's good. I just, the diesel is it's just, fine. It's good. Ridiculous, but okay. You're ridiculous. Um, I'm not. Uh, is that it? I think so. I'm oh, sorry. Those weren't bad headlines. Uh, <laughs> good for you. Oh, um, yay. We're back uh, tomorrow if you have the Patreon with uh, A. Murphy Raw and uh, George Harrison. Yes. And and then we are back in two weeks uh, with uh, Mighty uh, Mighty Mighty Max, the sequel to Mad Max with the mouse. Uh, Mad Fury Max Road. Fury Road, yes. Mad Max Fury Road with Charlize Theron. Anything else? Tom Hardy. No, that's all I got. Bye.